What's up, Under Construction family? How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are keeping warm. Hey, we're recording this, this, this video on a very, very, very cold night. But I hope by the time this comes out, it will be very, very warm. Anyway, I'm not alone today. I would like my guest, who's over to my left, please introduce herself. Hi, my name is Tebukhon Zwani. I am the owner and the founder of Cake Bliss Artistry, where we create masterpieces of edible art. Yeah. So, by the way, we create masterpieces of edible art. You heard it here first on Under Construction. Anyway, guys, if you haven't clicked on the subscription button, please click it, subscribe, like, and share this video with your friends. Um, Teboho, can you please introduce yourself in terms of where you're from, a little bit about your background to the under construction family? Okay. Uh, my name, like I said, is Tewokhon Zwani. I am from Johannesburg, South Africa. I have, yeah, I grew up, I guess a little bit about myself is that I've always had a bit of an artistic background, I guess, because one of the subjects that I took in high school was visual art. And then I went on to um, study architecture in university. Then a little bit of where the baking came from. My mom is more, loves to bake. So I remember we used to stay in Hillbro and in a, in a bachelor flat. So it was my mom, my brother and myself. And we used to literally just had, we had this recipe book of, of baked goods. So we'd make like hot cross buns at e in Easter or during Easter. And we'd make like chocolate cake, we'd make pie. Like, yeah, everything that was in that book, we literally just tried. So I guess slowly but surely, like while I was still young, um, the plan of me opening Cake Bliss was unfolding. I just wasn't aware at the time, yeah. Oh, wow, what an amazing story. So did you always know that you, you were going to end up doing what you're doing today as an open a, a cake, what? Cake artistry, uh, a cake business, be in the cake business, I guess. Um, no, I didn't because, um, like I mentioned, I studied architecture. So in my plans, I I thought that I was just gonna be working in an architectural firm and maybe later then open my own firm. But yeah, but while I was doing my second year during architecture school, where I was doing my internship, so I had like a lot of free time at the time, and then I started to just experiment in the kitchen, trying to do some baked goods. And I guess that's where I was like, I actually really enjoy this thing, you know. And I think for me, one of the most important thing that I like about baking is seeing people's expressions, how it makes them feel. Not just looking at the cake, but also just tasting it, and they just fall in love with the cake. So I was like, yeah, no, this is what I want to do. And then in 2019 literally quit my job on the spot with no notice with no plan <laughs> you know sure. and i was like i'm doing this you know and if this is what god wants me to do then he'll make provision on the way so yeah wow wow you took a bold step there by quitting your job you know where you're in the corporate everything is secure and you don't yeah. even have a plan wow what an amazing story i'd like to know then because you, you, how did your mom, because I, I come from a black family as well, how did your mom take you quitting your job after having paid varsity, taking you through varsity, you're like, you know what, screw this, I want to do what I love. Yeah, um, 
I'm also, my mom is a very traditional black person. She works for the government. So she's been working for the government for like the past 30 years. So she's of the notion that you need to, meaning that you need to stick by your job, right? So when I came back from work, told her I resigned, she thought I, I was joking. And I told her, I was like, no, look, um, I'm, I've literally just quit my job. You know, I've literally just quit my job and I am pursuing this baking thing and even told her that, look, I even applied for an internship from one of the top wedding cake designers in South Africa and I've been accepted. So this is what I'm doing. So, of course, she's worried about um, secure, like financial security in the sense that when you run a business, sometimes when you're still starting out, there isn't really income per se, you know, but I think she does support me because she does sometimes ask about the orders that I have, what's the plan, you know, and I think the most important thing is she might not say that she supports me, but by allowing me to use her kitchen, allowing me to use her house for my creative space is her way of showing support. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I think for, 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 for most of our parents, when, when they don't want us to pursue, especially these, these careers or start a business or be in the creative art, it, it's, it comes from a good place because they want what's mm-hmm. best for us. I don't think they want to destroy us or they don't want us to do what we love, but they're looking more at the security part of things and them being experienced, maybe having grown up in abject poverty. That's why maybe sometimes they don't want us to go into these industries. But anyway, my question now is, Cake artistry, why did you start it? Like, why did you establish this thing? Cake bless artistry. So I, while I was doing my internship, right, I went to uh, a wedding venue where they, I went to a wedding venue where they, the the person who owns the wedding venue, she doesn't, um, the owner, right, doesn't allow for black suppliers so they own the venue so you can come and hire the venue you can bring your own florist you can bring your own cake person bring your own photographer bring your own wedding supplies pretty much but the the what is it the but the but the trick is that you aren't allowed to bring in a black supplier right so when I went there the first time I was really excited the venue was beautiful you know but when I found that out to be honest I was really disappointed you know because I was like okay now I'm I'm a potential black supplier, you know, who's going to start her own business. And so that means I can't literally bring my cake then because by virtue of me being black, right? Then for me, that was a challenge that, um, okay, cool. Why is it that we don't, or people don't trust black suppliers? You know, is it because we, we, we are not punctual, you know, or is it because our service is quite bad or is it because our product in itself is quite bad? You know, so I took that as a challenge upon myself that I want to be a a black supplier that brings excellence that is up there as well, you know, so that so that we don't find black people going to other suppliers and not coming to support their very own, you know. Um, So I took that as a challenge that I want to build a cake business where we serve excellence, we're punctual, our quality product is perfect, you know, and we are leveling up to that extent. But not only are we leveling up, we're also creating artful stuff because also I think there's a notion that Black people aren't really creative or they don't have that artistic side to them, you know. So that was for me the challenge that let's create something like that and let's see. So, yeah. 
I hope I'm doing, I'm doing it justice. Wow, wow, wow. You know, I like the fact that when you were faced with a challenge, you said, you know what, you didn't, you didn't complain. You, you, you took up that challenge, you say, I'm going to change things. And I think that's what we we, we, we we as a platform is trying to encourage everyone that's out there that be like a table when you are faced with a challenge, don't just complain like, ah, one, two, three, but ask yourself, why is it that, like she asked herself that I'm not doing great or people don't come to my shop or things are not going well. Sometimes it might be because of us, but because of the way we, we present ourselves or the way we behave or we're not serving an excellent. And I like, I really like your story where you took it up on yourself to say, you know what, as a black person, I'm gonna make sure that I serve at the highest quality and that's really commendable. Um, I'd like to ask you, you know, for, for you, because when you take me through the steps, you know, because we, we, we're trying to learn here under construction, the steps that you like, when you say, you know, I'm going to start a business, Step by step, what was the first thing you, you thought of or what was the first thing that you did in terms of if someone wants to start a business, where can they start and stuff like that? Okay, I think the first, so like I'm saying again, right, uh, we're trying to build a reputable brand. We're tr I'm trying to build a reputable business. So the first step, obviously, is to make sure that your paperwork is in order. What do I mean by that? I mean, you need to make sure that you're registered with CIPC, you know, get a name. I mean, even at the point at the time where you're starting your business, maybe you might not even have the name quite figured out yet, right? But at least take that step and register your company, you know, make sure your paperwork is in order and all those kind of things right and then for me the next step was equipment was to acquire equipment because I mean we're not in the dark ages where um, you're hand mixing stuff you need to find equipment that makes your life easy as well right so that next step for me was to acquire equipment so like your baking machine um, all those kind of things th those were the next um, stepping stones right and also knowledge is quite important. I mean, I'm not from an, uh, a financial background or anything like that. I'm like, I mentioned that I'm very artsy, but when it comes to numbers and stuff, <laughs> I suck, right? Um, okay, I don't suck, but um, I'm not quite strong there, right? So you need to find your weaknesses and work on those. So finances were my weaknesses. So I needed to educate myself for, okay, cool. If someone comes to me and places an order for a cake, I need to make sure that I'm making a profit and I'm not working at a loss. You know, I'm able to cover my overheads, able to cover the ingredients and able to cover those things. So I started to go on YouTube, find out, ask people, you know, any accountants that I knew that, look, I'm trying to price this cake, you know, and I'm still trying to make sure that I'm covering my costs. How do I go about doing that? And the thing with um, starting a business on your own, especially is that um, you can't say I'm, I, I'm not good at finances, so I'm going to hire an accountant. You can't do that. You need to do the work yourself. You need to, so that yes, when the business grows and you get an accountant, you're able to look at the books and understand that, okay, this makes sense, this makes sense, or this doesn't make sense. But if you just push things to other people, people will always smack you behind the ears because you don't know, you know? So rather educate mm. yourself, know things that you don't know about the industry and get yourself out there. And I think another thing is, um, what else? Starting your business. Make sure that you get your name out there, you know? Um, make sure you network with people, even if you're a shy person. But I think if you're going to start a business, it's quite important that you break out of your shell. You get to know people, you know, because people buy from people. So if I don't know anything about you, then 
I don't really, I'm not really going to buy from you or anything like that. Um, anything else? Um, yeah, for me, I think that was one of the most important things. Wow. And I think for me, I resonate, I resonate with you when you say educate yourself, because even for us as under construction SA, before we started everything, some of us had to go and check out journalism, how to ask questions, you know, check out the production side of stuff. We're still learning. And, and I like what you said, because it resonates with a, with a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe, who says, the cost and the value of ignorance is higher than the cost and the value of knowledge. And that's where you, you spoke about that people will rob you because you don't know. So the cost and the value of ignorance is always higher than the cost and the value of knowledge. So going into edible art and food, how do the two mix? Like, how do you guys find it to like mixing art and food? I I, I would never mix the two. I'm a typical black guy from like from Ekasi and stuff like that. But how did you? Marry the two. So yeah. I think with art, you need to first establish what medium you're working with, right? So for example, um, if I'm a painter, I use paint, right? And there's a certain type of paint that I need to use. If I am a sketcher, I there's a certain type of pencil that I need to use. So with cakes as well, right? Where you must uh, you must remember that we're working with perishable stuff, something that could potentially break. It's not like art where um, you're using uh, you're sculpting and you're using marble which doesn't break. So you need to know your material, right? So I have an understanding that, okay, I need to, I can't use a certain sponge cake if I want to maybe just have a cake that's shaped in the car, for example, right? I need to have a cake that is quite strong enough ne, that it will be able to hold whatever the wheels and whatnot I'm going to create within the cake, right? But also, um, it's also able to, sorry, I'm losing my train of thoughts, but able to like not, it's not going to collapse. So also you need to have an understanding of structure as well. So you need to know, okay, if I'm going to build a cake that is three tiers high, right? I need to understand or this cake is not going to fall. It's not going to collapse. So like I'm saying again, is that it's all about understanding the material that you're working with and also understanding what you're trying to create and know your limits in terms of that, if that um, makes sense. And I hope I answered your question. Okay, you, yeah, it makes very good sense. And if you just tuned in right now, or you've been on under construction and you have not clicked on that subscription button, please do like this, share with your friends so that we can all grow in knowledge. Today we have Tebo Honzoan, who is in the baking industry, who runs Cake Bliss Artistry. Yeah, so yeah, you said you it's all things edible art. What what's ish? I forgot that term. I like it. We create masterpieces of edible art. Yo, masterpieces of edible art. Forgive me, guys. English is not my first language. Anyway, um, you are you an entrepreneur and in a male-dominated industry, you know. So my question to you is: how tough is it for you to, to be a woman entrepreneur? What what are the difficulties and what are the what have you faced? Uh, on this journey that you've been in? Okay, for me, I think it hasn't really been more of a gender, of a, yeah, of a gender challenge, right? It's more been a challenge of 
when people look at me, they they have certain assumptions. So for example, if you go on my page on Cake Bliss Artistry, firstly, most people assume that I'm a white-owned company because my my the business name is not Cakes by Debu or something like that, right? Right. And then when they meet me, they're like, oh my gosh, you're punctual, you're this, you're that, we're so impressed, you know, such excellence, you know. And I think, but then they look at me, some of them look at me and they're like, are you the one who bakes these cakes? You look very young, you know? <laughs> so so sometimes people, those are the kind of challenges that I face is that sometimes people don't take you seriously because you look a certain way. So again, that's a like a little speed bump on the way, right? So I try and think of, okay, cool. So people think I look young. How do I make myself look, not look too old, but look professional so that people can take me seriously, you know? So that's why when I went to certain places, I started wearing a chef's jacket. I started putting a little bit of makeup to show that I'm looking a little bit professional and yeah and most times people will always have their perceptions about you or their assumptions about you but let your work talk for for itself you know and also once you open your mouth and you're very confident about what you do people will automatically trust you and yeah wow guys I'm loving this this lady is a problem solver she doesn't let challenges put her down. She's always yeah. looking for ways to overcome and not complain. And I think that's what entrepreneurship is about. And which leads to my uh, to, to this question where we win a time of COVID. What would you say you have learned in this time of COVID as a businesswoman? What, what, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in this time of COVID? Oh, sure. Okay. So... Um, as much as I do cakes, right, I wanted, especially this year, <laughs> I wanted to focus more on wedding cakes, but because we were in lockdown and therefore weddings were on hold or weddings were now smaller and some people didn't really think that with, uh, having a wedding cake at their wedding was a necessity because they were so intimate, right? So that became a a challenge again for me to okay cool so you can't your business can't be strictly focused on wedding cakes only you need to expand you know expand in the sense that what happens when there aren't any weddings taking place are you not gonna are you gonna allow yourself not to have an income so therefore that opened the thought of how about we do classes so when because even with weddings now as much as even besides COVID, weddings aren't throughout the year. Like, for example, in winter, I doubt that there are a lot of people getting getting married. So how do you reinvent your business in the sense that it's operating um, 12 months in a year, right? So let's introduce classes. Yes, there's COVID, but you can say to the person, look, I'll come to your house and it will be a one-on-one -on -one session so that there aren't a lot of people and we're still um, complying with COVID-19 regulations. So those are the kind of things that, I've been thinking about as well. So even with wedding cakes, okay, cool. So wedding cakes, our weddings are not taking place because of COVID, right? How about birthdays are still taking place? So let's um, tap into that market and still offer um, birthday cakes, you know? So yeah, it's it's because of COVID. I think the biggest lesson is reinvention, you know? So you constantly, and not even just COVID, in general, as a business person, you have to continually be evolving reinventing yourself so that you stay relevant as well yeah wow guys if there's one thing i'm taking i don't know about you if there's one thing i'm taking away from this episode or this interview for me it's coming up with solutions because this lady like i've said before 
hey, she's she's someone who does not let challenges uh, uh, define her, but she always finds a way to overcome them, and that's commendable. So, um, my my other question is, um, what is the best piece of advice you ever received? uh best piece of advice best piece of advice best piece of advice yo uh i can't think of one that i've received per se but i think one that i will give somebody is don't sleep on your dreams like <laughs> you know don't sleep on your dreams pursue your dreams for me i think my biggest regret is that i i started late you know if i knew this is what i wanted to do i should have just went on you know but then again, you shouldn't live with regrets because everything happens for a reason, right? But here's my, um, my piece of advice is don't sleep on your dreams. Start small. Don't wait for everything to be perfect because nothing is ever going to be perfect, you know? I mean, where would I have been if I had been like, no, I'm not going to start from my home. I'm going to wait for me to find a, a kitchen somewhere, to find a studio where I can work. Maybe Cake Bliss Artistry wouldn't even be existing by then you know so start where you are start with whatever you have and then other things will come along the way you know so when that eventually that kitchen comes you know you probably would have established your brand for such a long time you know um and that's to your advantage so start where you are start with what you have and don't sleep on your dreams yeah well i've heard it here start where you are start with that you have and don't sleep on your dreams that's dope um we come into the, to my favorite part of the show um which i i i like um it's it's a very interesting part of the show um if if you were to describe your life right now through a song okay. which song <laughs> would it be okay. um and after you find the song please okay. sing the chorus for us oh my <laughs> I can't sing to save my life. I can't sing to save my life. I can't sing to save my life. Um, song. Okay, there's this song right now in my life. <laughs> it's by Miguel, right? It's called Skywalker. It says, basically, it says that um, good things come to those who wait, right? And then you must celebrate every day like it's a birthday, pretty much. That's my song right now. No, I can't. No, I can't. You have to. It's like it's for us. It's not about the voice. It's for the show. Do it for the people. I'm sure the people want to, to, to hear you sing. If there's one thing in this world that I could ask God for is to sing, guys. Like, I can't sing. Like, I, I can't. No, I'll beg you up. I'll beg you up. Try, try. I'll no, beg you up. I, I can't sing as well. No, but no, I'll I try. Can't. <laughs> but I anyway, no, okay, mm. I'll give that to you because you explained, you gave us the lyrics. So I'll let you slide on this one. But next time when we have you for part two, I'm not letting this one go. You better practice yeah, next no, time. I'll, when practice, I'll practice this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what, what does the future look like for Cake, Bliss Artistry, and for Table Home? What can we look forward to in 10 years' time, in five years' time? Where, where are you taking this whole thing? Okay, so in 10 years' time, I see myself having a bakery um, where literally you can come in 
walk in, you find baked goods, right? So it's not just your you coming there for, to order a cake or anything like that. No, you can come there, um, have a cup of coffee, have a croissant, have a chat with me. I mean, the owner, whoever, whatever, right? Meet your friends there. Um, and also, it can also be a place where girls can have like high tea, where they have like macarons and have like cookies, you know, all those delicacies. And, you know, and over and above that, within the same space, there would be at the back of that, there'd be like a cake school where if you are starting, if you're starting up, you started like me pretty much, you started at home, you don't have really an oven, if there's load shedding, you know, so we offer, we'd offer a commercial kitchen where you can come and rent it out, be it for a day, be it for a month, be it for a week, you come use all the facilities that are there for you to kickstart your business, you know, you have all the equipment available there for you at your disposable 24 seven if you like right and then on the other side as well we have a baking supply shop where you come get your baked goods you buy be it you need flour be it you need fondant because you can't find fondant and I think the one thing that I find challenging is that with baking the things are so specific that you can't go to the local garage if it's like 2 a.m in the morning and you've run out of something you know and the thing is that as well the baking shops don't operate 24 hours you know so that's something that we're looking into is having a 24-hour baking supply shop where literally you call me like yo I'm stuck I don't have icing sugar or whatever and we're like oh no girl don't worry we've got you you know we can bring this to you and sort you out so yeah so it's basically a place for creative people to come in and meet and why is it that just because you have a cake business and I have a cake business why can't we share ideas why can't we bounce ideas off of each other for me I strongly believe that two heads are better than one so can you imagine a space a commercial kitchen where two passionate bakers are working on their separate projects but they're also helping one another as well and building each other up in the process so yeah that's where I see cakeless artistry in the next 10 years wow wow that's amazing we look forward to seeing that and guys you she even has a, a plan for load shedding. Imagine, I went, hi guys, it's, it's, it's been for me one of the most amazing episodes of Under Construction SA. I hope you guys took notes. I hope you guys learned. I just want to say to Tevoko, thank you for gracing us with your presence. Thank you for your time. We look forward to seeing you prosper. We look forward to seeing your dreams come true. And we believe that as you take those steps, as you apply yourself, God will bless the work of your hands. Yes, and indeed. to our under construction family, if you have not clicked that subscribe button, please click that subscribe button. Please oh. like this thing. Please share with your family because this is valuable information. I believe that mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of people who need to hear and learn from things like what we are doing. And what we're doing is one of the things is we want to disperse information and help people build and become whatever they want to become in life. And from us at Under Construction SA, it's been a wonderful episode from me to Somotomani. Bye-bye.